Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. All right, EYL, Queen Naja, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So my first question is, how has this journey been for you? I know it's been a short period of time, but it's been a long period of time as well. So you now, you're an A-lister. Everybody knows you. Everybody loves your music. Is it still moments where it's kind of surreal to you, or are you, like, fully caught up in the moment right now? Honestly, I never really get to bask in the moment. Um, I'm trying to learn how to. So I can't say it's really surreal because like, just not right now, like it's a blessing, but I'm trying to learn how to just, I'm always like rushing, rushing, rushing everywhere, but I never really just get to like bask in the moment. But it's been a, it's been a journey. I feel like um, it's, it's been a time where I was super down. And I thought everybody forgot about me. Um, but now I'm back here again, and I, I just bounced back, and I'm happy. So it's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. So this weekend you're presenting at the awards. Obviously, Mary is performing. Mm -hmm. I know that you're a part of the tour. Can you talk about her influence and what it means to be a part of it? Mary? Yeah, Mary J. First of all, <laughs> um, the first song that I ever sang that came out of my mouth was You're All I Need to Get By um, with Method Man. I was three years old. And it's really full circle to just be in this same. First of all, I'm going on tour with her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, I'm really, really excited. And I feel like if she can see something in me to share her stage, then I'm going to be around here for a minute. Yo, so name Niger. So I was looking it up. It basically translates to like the new Nigeria. You understand me? Or the music of Niger. Do you find Nigerians or people out there in Africa tap in with your music? Okay. So my, my first name is Queen. My middle name is Naja, and it has nothing to do with Nigeria, and a lot of people get that mixed up. Um, my name is Naja because my father's name was, my father's from Yemen. His name was Muhammad Najib, and my mom just, instead of, she put an A on the end. So Naja, Najib. So a lot of times, the, the way she spelled it was like the Nigerian, 
and I didn't learn that until like on Twitter recently. But yeah, it has nothing to do with Nigeria, but I think it does work for me because like when they see my name, they gravitate towards me. And I, I love Nigerian artists. I haven't been there, but um, if it works for me, it just works for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel like it's on the job training when it comes to success and especially the music business. And a lot of people make mistakes because there's no blueprint or there's no roadmap to follow. So learning the business side of it, how has that been for you? Have you had mentors that's like teaching you the do's or the don'ts? Is it just like experience? How have you learned the business side of music? Well, um, I, I was blessed to have a really, really good support system around me, like a small, solid circle. And I'm learning from that circle. Um, I didn't know a lot coming to this. I mean, I didn't know nothing coming to this industry, honestly, but I'm still learning as I go. It's a lot of things. Um, I've had learning experiences where you have to experience something bad first and then learn from it. So that's just like an everyday thing with me. So yeah, I'm still learning. Yeah. So one of the things, especially in business and obviously in music is collaboration. Mm -hmm. What's the process like for you when you're looking for somebody to collaborate with? Obviously we know the Dirk and I, the Big Sean record is incredible. Yes, thank you. What's that process like when you're trying to collab with somebody? So usually like, I'll, I'll, all right. Usually I'll build, I'll build, sorry, build beats from scratch. Um, but if I don't, if I like a song, regardless if I build it or not from scratch, um, I'll think of a concept to it. I'll go mumble and like some cadences and then I'll um, create the words and I'll say, oh, this person would sound really good on this song. Like I can hear the, the voices on there. Are you, you're making the, the, the record yourself? You're producing it? You can say I'm part, I'm partially producing. I don't press the buttons, but I tell them use this instrument, make this beat make this cadence i just don't know how to do all the technical stuff but i know what i want when it comes to music and i have a really really good ear for it so yeah and then i just get the whoever i want i i dm them <laughs> i don't really have a label do stuff because i like for it to be genuine you know um but if i don't get them i just wait <laughs> i just wait and if it don't happen it don't what's the future of your brand like we see rihanna become a billionaire for having her beauty brand and i feel like Especially when you got like a solid consolidated community, mm -hmm. you can really start pushing out products and that's when you really hit your trajectory. So what's the future of expansion for you? I'm not going to lie. I, I do want to put out some products because it'd be more money in that than the music. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I just want whatever product I put out to uh, represent me and my brand. Um, I know I really love to be comfortable and I love to lounge around the house. So like one of the things I wanted to do was like onesies, like loungewear. Um, and like I'm big on like hygiene, so like kitty kits, like for the girls. Um, yeah, kitty kits. Um, very important. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll come up with something else later on. But I still like still trying to balance out this life. So hopefully that comes about like later on. I, I feel like I have ideas though. I feel like the greatest artist, whether it was DMX or Eminem or even Nas, like. They always told their, their life and you, you felt their pain, you felt they was going through. And it's a gift and a curse because your fans feel like you're your family, but you're also letting people know what you're personally going through. Yeah. So how do you balance that? Because I, I know that's like, you know, your story. How have you, how do you balance that? And is there ever a point where you turn it off where it's like, this is my pain, this is my music, this is my joys, but this is private. I don't want to share You know this. what? story of my life because i definitely used to overshare a lot like overshare um it's I've, I've grown to be a little bit more conservative but now i think i'm a little bit too conservative so like 
I'm an extremist. I'm either here or here. I'm trying to find like a medium. Because um, at the end of the day, the reason why people love me and how I came about was from being transparent and showing my life. But um, like you said, people think they know you from just like, they think they know you from a, a, a 20 minute video and it's just like, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. And they have their opinions and sometimes it could, go, it could just get so like overwhelming um, to where, you know, I start to go into this little shell and I, I don't want to, but I can't do that because of the industry I'm in and I have to, I mean, you got to be out there and you got to be visible. So I just have to find a medium still. I think I'm going to get back on my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah. Coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's where I started. Y'all heard it here. So, obviously, the coach's biggest night, Sunday. You're yeah. presenting. Is it somebody you're excited to see? I'm just really excited. I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> it's not like I'm excited to see everybody. Um, yeah. So, Jim. let me ask you last How do you balance? Because, you know, you got family, you got a career, you got a tour, you got a relationship. Do you meditate? Do you take walks? What's your mental health like? You say um, what are we doing? I just pray, honestly. I, I I grew up in I grew up in church and stuff. So like honestly, I just pray. Um, I need to do a little bit better at that. But to be honest, I think I need to do a little. I think I need to find. I still have to find something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still have to find something like uh that puts me at peace. But I know one of the main things is like car rides, um, studio sessions. That's where that's when I write my music and go to the studio. That's my therapy. Um, I do have a therapist. I talk to a therapist, and it helps a lot. Um, but I want to find a hobby. Like, I want to find something to do outside of music that I just really, really enjoy. Um, yeah, I got to find it. That's it. Well, thank you. The one last question that I have is we talk about R&B, and uh, I feel like we're in a good space with R&B right now. Mm -hmm. Who is your biggest R&B inspiration? Biggest R&B, oh, that's hard. Like, just say one person. Who was your favorite, all-time favorite? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Um, Mary J. Of course, Mary J. For real. Monica. Um, and a lot more. But I grew up listening to them, so yeah. Right, I would so say those are the main three. We, we appreciate you coming. Thank Make you. sure y'all go check out the tour, Queen Nazi, y'all. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Here with Joey, badass. Joey, thank you for joining us, bro. I appreciate it. Hold the mic a little closer. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. So we we had we had for BT. Because I didn't see y'all with the mics in your hands. Yeah, I was we got like, <laughs> mic'd up. So, so Joey, you you're very interesting to me because you represent a nostalgic era that yeah. we grew up on, '90s. Mm -hmm. But you also are new school, and you got that, and you're multi-talented. You act, rap, so it's like a gumbo. Where do you get I your like the way you put that. Where do you get your inspiration from? Like where do you get your inspiration from and how do you stay fresh with the times? Well, God. I feel like everything that I do is a spiritual experience. You know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't for me feeling purposeful in the things that I do, I don't think I'll be able to do them properly. You know what I'm saying? So, I would say that's definitely my that's my jump start. You know what I mean? It comes from spirit. It comes from the soul. Um, that's where I find my inspiration. And apart from that, it's just expansion. You know what I'm saying? Wanting to build more for my legacy, for, for us. You know what I mean? For my people. Yeah. Award-winning actor. Is your what? I said award-winning. 
Well, yeah. let, let's start yeah. there. Uh -huh. Obviously, you stand out in uh, the Power Series. So, when did the love for acting come about? Is somebody is that something you were formally trained in, or no, I was I was always into acting. I was in school. Right. So, I, like I did to get into my high school. I, I went to uh, Edward R. Murrow in Brooklyn. Basquiat went there. Adam Yock from the BC Boys. Lil Mama, Joey Badass. Um, and uh, they had a theater program there. I was trying to get into like LaGuardia and stuff like that, but because of my attendance, I couldn't I couldn't go. Yeah. They're like, nigga, you live in Brooklyn? And your attendance is bad in Brooklyn? And Manhattan? It was like Stay in <laughs> So I ended up going to Edward R. Murrow, and I was in the theater program for about two years. It's kind of like a culture shock for me because it's my first time going to school with like white people and stuff like that. So it was kind of hard for me to keep up, and um, I ended up getting kicked out. But uh, you know, music was always my first love. So yeah. I, I always had music like just here with me, and I figured I learned quickly that you know trying to make it as an actor in New York City is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yeah. So. Double down on music as my main focus, and I figured that um, in the future I'll be able to use it as leverage into the acting business, mm. which is essentially what I did. Let me ask you, man. I know a lot of people utilize like law of attraction and shit like that, and I can tell you know you deep into the esoterics, you understand symbolism, the power of it. So I know you tap into the different universal laws of intelligence. Yeah. I like the you know the the law of confidence or the law of focus. Which one you tap in? You feel me? When you want to go to that next level, which one? Which one is a principle that you apply? Between the law of focus and the law of confidence. Whatever law of the universe you utilize. Well, I'm big on faith. You know what I'm saying? I'm. I'm, I'm gonna be faith based. So like, I got I got a way of thinking where, you know, you can tell who's praying, mm. who's not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Usually the people who are frustrated with life. And uh, you know, blaming other things, they probably could pray some more. Mm -hmm. So like me, like when I really want to double down, take things to the next. I mean, I pray every day off top, but when I really want to double down, take things to the next level, I, I, I turn to source. You know what I'm saying? And I turn into my faith, and then that alone fuels everything else. Yeah. It fuels my focus. It fuels my confidence. Yeah. It fuels. Uh, you know, whatever it is that I need to make it to that next level yeah. at that given point. That's the law of belief. Whatever you believe crystallizes and becomes real. For sure. For yes, sure. So, acting or rapping, which one do you prefer? Like, what, what's, what's the number one for you? I mean, listen, man. I tell people all the time, like, it's like, <laughs> it's like two women that you love. <laughs> you know, like, I ain't about to explicitly say which one I prefer, but I'll tell you this, I couldn't survive without music. You know, that was my first love. That was, you know, my first baby mom. <laughs> Forever indebted to her, Yeah. but they both make me better for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm acting for a while, come back to music, it's like a new level of freedom. Cause I'm like, oh, like, I don't, you know, this music, I don't gotta rely on music no more. Same thing with acting. I go over there and it's like, I ain't got to rely on this either. So, yeah. you know, they, they both feed off each other, man. And it's like, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade one for the other. Yeah. I, I, I need them both. Yeah. I need them both. So talk, talking about the music, the latest project, I know with some delays. Yeah. Well, what's the update on it? When, when are we going to see Like, what? So the new album, new album 2000. It's coming next month in July. Yeah. I actually have the date, but I don't, I'm not going to share it yet because, you know, I don't want to... <laughs> 
having to change the shit again. You know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just announce the pre-order, and that's when motherfuckers going to know, okay, the date is locked. It's official. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, I ran into some complications. Um, It's been five years since my last album, so it was a lot of excitement in putting this music out. Um, You know, I'm, I'm very eager. But, um, you know, it's, it's also my first major label album. So that was really more of the complications that I'm having is understanding the chain of command and the whole system or, or like, you know, having to have everybody on the same page and things like that. You know what I mean? Like, whereas when I was independent, I just pressed the button. Like, I'm ready. If I say June 17th, it's June 17th. That's when I'm uploaded. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that was out of my control. But listen, when I'm on that stage, it's just Joey Badass. So I ain't got no time to point the finger at nobody and anything. Like, I just take accountability. It's coming soon, though. I can't wait, you know. Shout out to everybody who's waiting and been patient. Appreciate y'all. And you got out in front of it, too. That's the power of social media. As soon as you knew it was a delay, you hit everybody up on IG. It's going to be a delay. And now they know. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I sure. feel like the game needs Joey Badass, mostly because I think, you know, I do high-level conversations. I feel like your music high-level. And plus, it's in a lane where it's a lot of shit that's out there, but it ain't nothing that allow you to kind of, like, you got a masculine energy. You feel me? And I think you bring that to the game. And, you know, the music is, 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 is high energy, but you be talking about something. What you sure. believe that you represent in the game, though, as Joey Badass? I think I represent a call to higher consciousness. You know what I'm saying? I, I represent open-mindedness. I represent unity. And I represent, um, you know, yeah, just broader thinking, man, higher level shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we about expansion over here. You know what I mean? Like, my whole experience as a musician, as an actor, I've seen them try to marginalize us as a people, as a culture. And, um, you know, I'm here to double down on the fact that we oceans, we ain't swimming pools. You know what I mean? We vast and unpredictable. You know what I'm saying? And there's no limitations to what we're doing. So. My, la my last question, from a business standpoint, you being independent, going to a major, what made you do that? And how has it changed as far as the business dynamics is being an independent artist and being on a major label? First of all, great question, you know, because my whole foundation is built on independence. You know what I mean? That's that's like my call of fame right there. So my decision on going with a major was me getting to a point in my career where I created enough leverage, where I was able to find a partner and be able to ask for the things that I want and that I deserve, where, you know, it didn't slight me. You know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't, I didn't have, uh, I, I wasn't giving up the lion's share or anything like that. So, um, you know, and, and also, also, as independents, as creatives, there's, there's, there's but so much we could do until we reach a glass ceiling. It's like being a painter. You could sell all your, your artworks right out of your, um, your photo studio, but eventually it's just word of mouth. Whereas you go partner with a gallery or something like that, and it's like now your works is getting out there some more and shit like that. So that was, that was kind of my, my decision making and also like having an escape plan. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't, I ain't major forever. Two albums and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you studying Web3 any? You said what? Web3. Where? No, nah, I'm, not, I'm not too big on the Web3 NFT game. Like, you know, I like to live real life. Not uh, even, I'm talking about just like utilizing the platform. Because when I think about independent artists, that's going to be the best platform on the blockchain. Whoa. You understand me? It's going to expand what you're going to be able to do. It's basically going to allow you to circumnavigate having a label because you're going to be able to take those same things they got in operation and right. automate it. For sure. You feel me? So not, sure. NFTs are just one phase of the blockchain, but right. the new iteration of the internet will allow the creators to be able to own it 
and take advantage of it. Word up. Well, I mean, you know, to be honest, I got to catch up a bit. You know what I'm saying? I got I got to catch up a bit. Like, pandemic, I'm out here living real life. You know what I mean? I got my baby daughter at home. I haven't really been diving too much into it. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. But I appreciate that. My last thought, because as you're talking, who's your biggest music influence not named Jay-Z? Because when I'm hearing you, I'm... <laughs> I, I got a guy in mind. I'm like, you know I was, I was gonna say Jay. You know I know I was, that. I know that. <laughs> you know. So I, I'm here. I'm like, yo. I feel like there's a Rock Kim influence here. For sure. For sure. I love Rock Kim. You know what I'm saying? Um, for me, what I love about Rock Kim is more like the energy and the spirit and the embodiment yeah. of just you know what I'm saying, being high level and being like focused and on your dean. You know what I'm saying? And not having a. It, it's about integrity over success. You know, because that's what I value. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for sure. But I, I was... Apart from Jay, I got to give it to, like, Nas, Pac. Mm. I can see the Illmatic, yeah. early Illmatic Nas. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can yeah. see it. You know, and that's my big vote for real. You know what yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, like, I'm grateful to have that relationship with him. You know what I mean? Like, I literally call him and shit. And, uh, yeah. Appreciate it, brother. Appreciate my, my dog, thanks for coming over. Neil, welcome. Yes, welcome back, brother. First of all, this is a reunion. Last time we saw you was in Vest Fest, VIP night. Yes. Tore, the, tore the stage down. So I want to I formally thank you for that, man. That was dope for me. I had a great time, brother. Indeed, indeed. Appreciate y'all having me. No, no problem, man. So you, as like a legacy artist at this point, mm. which is crazy because I grew up on your music. So now it's like you're a legacy artist. How do you, how do you maintain your, your relevancy in almost what 20 years in the game 15 is we are we almost at 20 yeah we almost at the 20 mark um you know what man for me it's it's always been about acknowledging the trend but not following it you know what i mean like i, I think a lot of these young cats don't realize that trends are meant to come and go and if you attach your artistry if you attach yourself to that trend once that trend leaves you kind of leave with it you know what i mean so I, I i've always tried to attach myself to things that aren't going anywhere up uh, the sound going anywhere sound of a guitar is never going anywhere love as a feeling and as, as an emotion as a movement that, that ain't going nowhere it might not be the most popular thing right now because you know it is what it is but it's never going to go out of style it's never there's never going to be a time where it's like we don't need love we always need love we will forever need love and we will forever need love songs and as long as that's the case neil will forever be around yeah i, I think i'm glad you said that because that's one of the many talents you started as a songwriter became a worldwide success as an artist but at these times now, do you go back to the original talent? Like, I see there's an artist out there. They could be great. They need that Neo pen. Is that, are we I, in? Um, I mean, that, that, may not, that may not be the mind state as to why I do it. <laughs> but at the same time, I'll, I've, I'll never not write. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's therapy for me. You know, if it's, uh, I've, I've always been better putting it down on paper as opposed to even saying it out of my mouth. So, you know, whenever I get into that place where I, I'm Superman in my family, right? So whenever Superman needs saving... I get in my pad and I'm good again. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's always been my therapy. So the fact that I can do it as a career and make money doing it, that's just fringe benefit. I'm sane because of it. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm stable because of it. Yeah. Do you think we headed to a place where, because R&B is one of those genres that it's, it's forever needed, number Indeed. one. We're a very Indeed. lustful society. We ain't got enough love in the culture. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And I think, R&B is probably something that we need to listen to even more. And recently we've seen Drake and Beyonce do like house music mm -hmm. and a lot of people in dance music. And a lot of people were saying, well, this was actually a good thing because it's a break from what we get. A lot of music is dark in these days. Mm -hmm. What is R&B or what is the future of 
music as a therapy for the culture. You understand me? And specifically, like, what's your intention you put in the music as far as what you want to spread? Um, well, I mean, I've been I've been about love from the very beginning or, or, or should I say the black, white and gray of love, because, you know, you can't appreciate the highs of love if you can't acknowledge the lows of love. Like they, 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 they both exist for a reason. It's like yin and yang, you know, um, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to make sure that anybody going through a heartbreak or anybody going through anything like that knows and understands that they're not alone. You don't nobody you, you going through it, but it ain't just you. I'm going through it too. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what the song says to them, and what the song also does is give them a soundtrack to what it is that's happening. You know, I'm depressed. I feel bad right now. I need I need a song that's gonna pull me up. I got that for you. Or you know what I'm saying? I just feel like being in my feelings today is raining. I want to just be in this place. I got that for you too. That's what my music has always been. You know, put the song on and apply it to your life accordingly. That's what a neo record is. So, when did you? Let me ask you this. As far as balancing business and music, right? A lot of people say they get turned off from creating because they have to deal with the business side. Mm. Did you ever have that experience? And I did. how has your experience been navigating being a creative and being a businessman at the same time? So this is a good way to, to, to segue into the new album. July 15th, uh, self-explanatory is the name of the album. I have been writing on this album since 2018 since before the pandemic. And a lot of the reason, aside from the pandemic, a lot of the reason why it's so long is because I fell into that place where it was like, all right, this is a good song, but is it rhythmic enough? Is it pop enough? Is it urban enough? And then I'm looking at like, I'm looking at the format. It's like, all right, the sound is changed. I ain't getting no younger. Do I fit still? Is there even a place for me in this still? I fell into that place and it, it took a major, major toll on just my creativity. I couldn't write nothing like because I'm second guessing everything I'm doing. I had to finally get to that place where I realized that man, I've never been in the business for the business of selling records. That's not what I do. Record labels sell records. I am not a record label. I'm an artist. I'm a writer. I'm a singer. My only obligation is to put my heart and soul into this music. That's it. And once I got back there, the songs just poured out of me. So I got back to that. I got back to a good place. The business side of this will steal the joy of the side if you let it. Now, at the same time, to do this and not know that it's a business is just stupid. Like, that's just ridiculous. No one understands that there is millions upon millions upon hundreds of millions of dollars made with this. So you can't ignore the fact that it's a business. But what you don't do is take the business into the studio. You don't go in the studio and go, all right, today we're going to write a pop song, y'all. Because it'll never happen like that. You got to go in the studio and do what your artistic integrity lets you do. And then let the people that do that figure out where it's supposed to fall. Okay, you did a pop record today. All right, well, I know where to take this. You did a rhythmic record today. All right, I know where to take this. But in the pr creative process, it's just about creation, bro. It's just about art. Let it be about that. Let, it be, let that be your joyous spot. And then let the people that do that, do that. At least that's been my philosophy of it. Yeah. So you said, I mean, it's only on 20 years. Like Charlie said, we grew up on the music. Yeah, yeah. But it has changed. It has. And so I wonder now, is there artists that you listen to that inspire you, the music and say, like, I like this. All right, I can, I can hear where they're going with it. Or when you're getting in that process of writing for the new album, did you go back in time to 80s or 70s mm -hmm. sounds? Be like, I needed that to inspire me. Uh, I, I can honestly say a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Because, again... You can't, you can't ignore what's happening right now. 
Like you can't call yourself a music person and ignore what's happening right now. But at the same time, you also can't try to transform yourself into what's happening right now because it's happening right now. You know what I mean? Like I'm 42 years old. There's some things that are being said in some of these records that is just going to sound stupid if I say. I, I'm aware of that. I acknowledge that. And I ain't even mad at that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm always going to give you the metaphor that's going to make you think a little bit to get to where that to get to where you got with that. You know what I'm saying? That's always going to be my thing. But at the same time, I can't I can't say that it's not young cats out here doing it like the boy blue. He's making moves. I can't can't I can't not acknowledge that lucky day making moves. Uh, uh, Giveon making moves. I, I can't I can't ignore that. You know, so I listen to these cats and and, and I kind of. I'm almost kind of taken back to my beginnings. Like, I know where you at right now. Yeah. I know the excitement you're feeling yeah. right now. When you I know what I mean? Hotel, I'm thinking, like, that's one of them records. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to that boy, by the way, yeah. Gibeon. I, I love his tone. He, he don't sound like what's going on today. Yeah. It's a good thing. I kind of got a two-part question. First part is, do you recognize the, the metaphysical aspect of music? You understand me? Like, you know, we water being so music as a frequency and trains you. Like yeah. once you put emotion, emotion into something, that mm -hmm. gets stuck into a person as they listen to it. Mm -hmm. Like a person may listen to your words and your voice and your energy a thousand times. They may listen to our podcast or media once or twice. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Do you recognize that power metaphysically that music has as you're going into it with that intention? And then two, do you plan on in the future utilizing like NFTs, Web3, blockchain, to really monetize your music in a different way to go direct to consumer? Um, two parts. So, yes, I'm definitely aware of that. I'm definitely aware of music's power. You know, uh, sound is frequency. Frequency is vibration. And all of these things affect us, affect ourselves, affect us on the inside. It ain't just I listen to this song and I like it. It's I listen to this song and, and it, it does something. It affects me. I get goosebumps or whatever the case may be. It's because of vibration, frequency. Things. So I'm, I'm very aware of how powerful that is. I'm aware of how some cats have used it the wrong way. You know, you put a frequency in your record that makes people addicted to it, but it's not feeding them anything. It's just make it's just making it's just creating craving like that's that's almost backwards. I just crave. I just crave. I just crave. Well, what do you crave? I, I'm trying to get you the music that's going to get you to crave the right thing. That's going to get you to crave that thing that's going to make your cells move the way they need to move. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm always shooting for. And as far as NFTs and all of that stuff, I'm definitely in that world. Um, not as heavy as I would like to be. And it's mainly just a standpoint of sitting still long enough to get the information to get to, to gather the knowledge. But I, I see what that is. I see the potential in that. You know, right now, NFTs is something that you can't even touch you know it's, it's it's intangible but in a minute you about to see houses as nfts you about to see whole records as nfts like it's it's about to that's what's that's where we about to go i see it happening so last qu last question before we wrap i will actually i want you to tell the people about the new music because yes, yes. you know like i so, said i grew up on it the old music uh -huh. but i'm looking forward to the new music so what can we be looking forward to on a new project copy that so self-explanatory is the name of the new album and i called it that simply because the music speaks for itself it doesn't really need much explanation on top of the fact that i've been here almost 20 years i feel like y'all should know me at this point i shouldn't have to explain who i am what i am what i do um on this album you will find acknowledgement of what's going on right now with my spin on it and but you will also find you know that song for the diehard fan that person has been there since stay and, and the vibe and energy that they look for. I'm always trying to please all the people at the same time, and I know that that's virtually impossible, but damn it. 
I'm gonna keep doing what I do for who's listening and who cares and and uh yeah, yeah, that's what it is, brother. Favorite Neo record. Uh put you on the spot. I mean, so sick is up there, but uh sexy love probably. Sexy love. So sick. Good taste, good taste. Miss Independent <laughs> Miss Independent. Indeed. Another great one. Indeed. That's my oh, Appreciate that love. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Romp and shop. Come on, man. She goes Romp. through my heart. Ain't no it's, it's certain songs that made me think I could sing. So sick is that one. You yeah. feel me? That's so, when you know it's a good record. Yeah, it's a good one. Like, you sing it like I'm feeling like I'm, you feel me? I might sound good right now. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody call Neo for me. Alright, and I'm gonna throw one back at you. Best song that Neo wrote. Ah. Mmm. I don't know. Test your knowledge a little bit. I, I you got, wrote for Beyonce. There's a couple. You wrote for Beyonce, right? Of course. You got one? Yeah. I, I, I how about know. this? I thought we saw one of the guys perform that record last night. Last night? I wasn't there. Damn. I let's let's rephrase. You saw you saw the winner. Oh, talk talk there. You saw the winner. That, that airplane's the verses. Oh, Sing the song. Nah, nah, you got the Mario joint too. It's irreplaceable, bitch. It's, 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 it's not replaceable, bitch. Let Irre me love you? Irreplaceable? Irreplaceable. Wow. Which one is your favorite? Damn. Um, I mean, they both equated to really quality Christmases. I will say that. <laughs> really good Christmases off of both of those records. Still, to uh, this day. To this day. To this, to this day. day. <laughs> yeah, my kids love those songs. Um, <laughs> If I had to choose one over the other, I probably probably irreplaceable. Only because it was a learning experience for me. You know what I mean? Like I wrote the song with the intent to keep it and learn that certain lyrics, the 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 person delivering the message matters sometimes. For example, I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, she'll be here in a minute from a man. Sounds a little mean, a little misogynistic. But for a woman to say, I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. Every woman in the world is going to rally behind her like, that's right, yeah. girl. Yeah. We ain't taking no You better tell me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, that's, that, I learned that lesson through that record. We was like, that's yo, who wrote this? That's a super <laughs> fact. I did, yeah. Yo, and baby daddies and boyfriends Michael all over the world hate Prince. me for that record. Michael Ooh, Jackson or Prince? I can't. I can't. I can't even do it, bro. You got to favor somebody. You got to lean to the side on one tell you. So I learned how to sing. Mimicking Michael Jackson. Okay, there we I go. I learned That's how to perform mimicking Prince, and I've had I've had moments with both of them before they pass. I got to actually write with and for Michael Jackson. We didn't get to record the records, but like talking to this man regularly and him critiquing the records that I'm writing for him, like that was an experience. And then Prince, my Libra Scale, it's probably my worst performing album, and I was bummed out. I was messed up about it. And we got we got uh, we got invited to Prince's Grammy party that year. I remember I, I was I was psyched about that because he was Prince fan. So we go in. He's on stage. He's performing. with. He sees me. He puts his guitar down, beelines for me and, and comes to me and says to me, yo, Libra Scale was a good album. And don't let anybody tell you different. Back up stage and finish what he was doing. And that that for me in that moment, because I was I was I was beat up. I was I was beat up. Prince liked the album to hell with anybody that didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, look. To hell with I, all y'all. I gotta give you credit before we go. Your versus battle is probably the most slept on, but absolutely classic. Appreciate that. Classic. It's part of the reason I was there last night. I'm with, there's some some things is in the works. We're having some discussions. Some discussions yeah, about that, some that some possibilities. Classic. Yeah. 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 That's that's. I, I'm, it got, we're I talking mean, about it. We got to see your no, hands no, and you we know got what? to see John Tech. Why y'all are here? Yeah. Okay. So if I was to do it again. Yeah. Who? Who, who, who I want to see you against? Cause that was because that's I'm the main thing right I'm now. I'm gonna do like, something that nobody would expect. No, you go first. I'm gonna say Jamie Foxx. 
Oh, I'm gonna say Jamie Foxx. I, I like that actually. That's, 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 that's I'm actually not unexpected. mad at that. Unexpected. I like I mean, it. I got one. Genuine. Genuine? No, no, no. Genuine. No, no, no. <laughs> you can't say not as How are you gonna say no? Nah, you can't dude. say no. Nah. I, I want to mix it up. Uh, okay. You, you, you I mean, said Jamie Foxx was so such a good answer. Uh, I wouldn't go top it. I think you and Maxwell. Mix it up. Maxwell. That's a powerhouse. If we were talking just an R&B battle, I think I think that might be a move. I think that might be a move. Oh, so you going? But if I pull out any of the pop records, you can't do the rap, pop records. With I can't do none of the pop and records. And that's why Jamie Foxx would be good because he got yeah, rap. Because he got twenty of them things. Yeah, he got twenty. Jamie, twenty of them. Dude, Jamie, he got features. Twenty. No, he got twenty, including features. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We got. See, yeah, that's, 20, see that's, right? that's when you know the conversation. This, this, this gonna become a whole. Nah, we gonna be here. All right, here we are. Radio Room, BET Weekend. The Cold Business Night is upon us. Guy, we got Crockett man. The legend himself, man, of many talents. Thank you for joining us, my brother. Thank you for having me, man. Come on, man. Y'all are all legends right here. So to sit down right here, to be included in this this conversation in this couch, it, it, it means I did the work. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I feel like you reinvent yourself. And you use you use things that's trending to reinvent yourself. So we gotta talk about this versus. When did you decide? Okay, I'm gonna remix this, flip it. And did you think it was going to go viral? Like people, some of these verses, I don't watch the verses. I watch his recap. <laughs> the after verses, verses like, yeah. That was a, it's a must see. Yeah. Listen and shout out to my brother Spice Adams, man. Like without him, it wouldn't have been the same. We we connected and, and just did it organically. But to your point of reinvention, I want to talk about that for a second because we're in a room full of artists, right? And it, 20 years ago, this same type of room existed and it was a whole new set. It's a whole different set of artists. They come and they go. I don't purposely jump on something that's trendy because I'm like, ah, it's going to be viral or it's going to. I just live in today. I live in the now and I create from a now space. And so if I always stay in that now space, I'm always in what the current water flow is, as opposed to like creek water or, or like pond water. It's not dead. It's not stagnant. So you'll never see me talking about what I did last year or 10 years ago. So I try to stay in that flow of that. So that that helps me reinvent like skin cells. Like it just gradually does it naturally, organically, as opposed to trying to do it. You're not gonna see me bleaching my skin to try to get to try to get fresh skin. It just does it on its own. Don't do that. The guy, the guy will be highly disappointed in you. I, I, I would be. You, you lied enough already. You understand what I'm talking no. about? Come on, come on, Keys. What, what, what I represent it? a light skin coalition with pride. You know, I don't need to get no lighter. We got to yeah. together. We got to exactly, together. Exactly, fam. One of the things that I think people don't really give you credit for, maybe they don't know, is how you've turned the business of comedy into an actual business. A work. Creating content. Licensing it, owning it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I, I've always heard not to spend your own money, right? And it made sense at first until I keep getting my tax bill at the end of the year, right? And so I'm like, hold on. I'm, I'm sending money to dudes who wasn't with me shooting in the gym. And I don't know what they're doing with that. And it's a lot of that that I'm sending out. So it's like, all right, well, the way my business is set up, if I can expense it, if I could draw my expenses versus my, my earnings at the end of the year, why not invest in my own lifestyle and, and things that I want to spend that money on before I have to send it over to those guys? And until I, until I fully learn, and maybe y'all could talk about this offline with me, 
until I learn how to pay $300 like uh, Donald did <laughs> in taxes and, and get the right loopholes legally, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do uh, my legal version of that, which is I'm going to invest the bread that I got into my own project. So what I do is, for example, I create, I, I shot my own stand-up special. HBO, Netflix, none of them was coming knocking on my door. Not to say that they won't eventually, but they didn't really know I was doing stand-up. So I knew an offer wasn't just going to fly into my doorstep. So I shot my own joint and went and licensed it with Kevin Hart at LOL. That's my brother. Licensed it, got it back, and now we're shopping for a new deal for it. So I already made that money, and I'm about to make money on it again. So that's pretty much my, my short-term template of how I do things. Let me ask you, man. During the time of the verses, you also took some of that same energy and put it towards Kevin Samuels. And rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. He's no longer here. But when you got the news of his passing, you know, because he, he talked about high-value men and, you know, how he spoke upon women. How did that affect you, you understand me, and your platform? Like, did you get any feedback on that? And what was your the, actual thoughts about the, Kevin Samuels? The, the main feedback, because I, and I've had to, I had to uh, talk about this a couple times, obviously. But the character that I do, Dr. Devin Fontaine, is a mix of people. I used to do this character named Fontaine 10 years ago about the flamboyant brother that we all know in the hood that, that ain't comfortable with <laughs> saying what it really is, right? So I always did this. That's why the voice is so, like, exaggerated and cartoony. That's Fontaine. So the more I got into imitating this therapist guy, because I always called him Devin. It was never straight Kevin Samuels. I started calling him Devin because I didn't really know enough about him. All I saw was the little clips that people would send me. And I was like, all right, let me just play a character that's similar to him that don't really want to be on the line, even though he's trying to help these people. And I just exaggerated it. And the more I got into the voice, it became Fontaine. So that's why it wasn't a direct... Yeah, it wasn't that personal. It wasn't a like when he passed, it wasn't a direct if effect on me. Like rest in peace to the brother. But I had I literally we never met. I don't know him like that personally. So, you know, he 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 created a platform of online therapy that I thought was humorous for my character to, to partake in. So that's really the extent of it. When we talk about the business of comedy, we talked to Steve Harvey and he was like, you know, when he first started, he never understood business. It was just go and tell jokes. And then he understood the business later on. Uh, but we see a lot of comics now on Instagram, but I'm still not sure if they fully understand like that comedy, it's like music business, right? Like comedy's a business. So when did you realize that comedy was actually a business? And what do you, what would you say to up and coming comics that have a talent, but they only really know how to like make people laugh? I knew it was a business from day one. Uh, I went to college for business. I, I have a master's degree in business. So even back then when I was a, a broke college student at an at a HBCU, Fayetteville State University, shout out, I knew that I was going into the show bit, uh, the entertainment industry. I already had the talent, so I didn't waste my college years taking up theater. And, and I was like, no, nah, I, I know I could do that when I get on the stage. I want to know what these, these dudes are talking about on, the, on these contracts and on these deals. I need to be able to talk to my lawyer and be able to communicate and speak the same language. So I don't know who understands business or not in comedy, but when I look at guys like 85 South, when I look at guys like Desi Banks and Ha Ha Davis, my instinct is that they do know and that they really created a, a business model for themselves with the help of Steve Harvey. Because Steve has been an OG to, to, to some of those younger guys, to me as well. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really about creating a product and, and being able to market it and sell it. And if you don't understand 
as a comedian, as a as a rapper, as an art, whatever, as an actor, that you are also this, you're gonna be waiting for the phone to ring and to be hired, as opposed to figuring out how to package yourself and put yourself on the market to sell and, and take all the money. Yeah, so so we're here, BET weekend. The awards are coming up on Sunday. Talk about the, the importance of having a space where we can celebrate each other, the importance of this weekend. I'm sure this isn't your first. What does this mean to you this year? I was just saying this earlier. Black excellence. We always run to the other side to get validation. And if we could just put aside all the competition and all the bickering and all the nonsense that black people do, namely black men who don't sit down when we have an issue, who have a difference in... Me and this brother don't even have the same religious beliefs, right? But me and this brother break bread. We talk offline. We don't even talk about religion. I just see a brother that I respect. And we, we, just, we just comment on each other's stuff. We, 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 we uplift. Yo, you good? You straight? Yo, let's talk about so-and-so when, when we see each other next. If we could just get that unity, that, that excellence, and understand that we are, are more powerful together. You know what I mean? For me, that's what I look forward to seeing. I don't want to see another young rapper dead or another, all that, all that energy is, is something that we need to push past and I pray that we do. Um, but that's, that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend is, is to see who shows up in the, in the craziest outfit, you know what I mean? The, the sparkly shoes and just has fun, you know, being secure in, them, in who they are and, and that doesn't rub off on, you know, in a negative way to somebody else. You know, stories is more powerful than knowledge, man. And I think comedians, a lot of times get the opportunity to tell stories in a way where you're teaching lessons. You understand me? But at the same time, comedians have been heavily censored nowadays. You understand me? But I think that it's important to allow comedians to go into the dark spaces because that's where you bring people out. That's where you get to have real conversations and we get to push the culture forward. So what's your take on do you censor yourself in fear of the so-called cancel culture, which nobody actually gets canceled? And then what's the importance of comedians being able to narrate and, and you know, and the king, the court jester was able to say anything he wanted to. You feel me? He can talk about the king. He can say he's a tyrant and everybody laughs. Right. But that's necessary to decompress and, you know, click that valve of pressure in society. So what's your take on that? I don't do anything out of fear. I don't respond to fear. Um, I said what I said. At the same time, if you know me as a human being, I'm a very tactful, compassionate guy. I'm very empathetic to people. So I'm never trying to talk about anything on stage or in my, in my humor that's going to make somebody feel like it's affecting who they are as a person or affecting their soul. But there are such things as truths. There's some, there's some ugly truths out there that we got to talk about. And I feel like the faster we do that and get comfortable with that, the better we are... Uh, my guy, good to see you. The better we are with being able to push past it. And salute to Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, those guys who make it their platform to speak truth. It may not be what everybody likes to hear, but it's what is true to them. Yeah. So you, you know, ain't worried about getting slapped, though. Say again. You not worried about getting slapped, though. You know me, Keith. <laughs> you know what I'm into. You, you know what I study. Yeah, this the wrong brother to run yeah. up on. You feel me? Not to say that I can't be yeah, touched, but I, I, some I touch funny back. Bones. I touch back. Every yeah. man is, 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 you know, more able to, to be touched, but yeah. it's how you respond to the touch. Yes, sir. <laughs> my, my, my last question for you, like, being a comedian, and 
everybody knows you. You're, you're a very, you know, outgoing person as far as your personality. You, people come up to you, they tell you jokes. Do you ever get tired? Does that ever like, yo, bro, I'm not, right now is not the time. It's like, yo, when people come up to you, ask your money about exactly. all the time. Look at my portfolio. I'm like, yeah, oh. it's like, <laughs> you're like, nigga, I just want to eat a waffle. Like, I'm just here. Uh, ask me about conspiracy I'm, theories of the world. I'm yeah. Like, not right now, I'm brother. sure you get questions yeah. all the time, and you got to you gotta explain yeah. the plight of the black man yeah. on every trajectory, everywhere you go. Hey, so, so Keys, let me, let me ask you this. They That's say a, that black men are, are more fact. prone to getting diabetes. Do you think uh, that the diabetes is directly connected to what porn we watch? Because them booties be sweet. And <laughs> you be like, nigga, uh, I just came to get a haircut. Black man. Continue, to, continue to tap into yourself. I appreciate you, though. Man, them good questions. Keep asking yourself that. Right. Yeah, Research. man. I don't, yeah, I, you know, I love that people show the love and they, they're aware of what I do. But it ain't always appropriate. You wouldn't walk up to Mike Tyson and be like, hey, you a boxer? Punch me in my goddamn face. Right now. That's a fact. Please. Would you do fact. that? Could you do that? <laughs> so, nah, man. I just be chilling. That's what's up. That's what's up. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank Much respect you, to y'all. Like appreciate this is a right, this Thank is a great time, a great conversation I've been waiting to have with all of y'all. That's love, man. Let's appreciate you. My let's, guy. Let's, yes, let's definitely connect offline yeah. through some. Let's some, do it. Yeah, Please yeah. do. Sure. All right. So we had this, like I said, this is what I'm most excited about. My guy Simba. So I'm a big fan of the music. And the era that we came from is very nostalgic to us. Yes, sir. And um, a few people give me that feeling. I got a chance to meet Benny the Butcher, and I told him that, and Simba, and I don't even know if you know this, but like, I be in your comments, like, fire emojis. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my man Abdullah, I'm like, Yo, you know Simba? He like, I know him because you repost him all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, lyrical giant. First thank you, brother. So thank you, thank you, man. Thank I appreciate you, man. it. Thank, thank you, man. man. This is like a breath of like fresh air. Like you said, that music that we grew up on, yeah. when we heard that sound, it was like automatic, like, well, what was that? What's that? Well, what? what? Nah, we gotta... That was the whole point, bro. It's like, I just was sitting back like a few years ago, and I'm just like, I'm trying things. I'm experimenting. I'm doing melody music, writing pop songs, and APG writing for Scooby-Doo album. And I just had to sit down like, man, who am I as an artist? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when I think about it, I always go back to my uncles, uh, my mama. You know what I mean? They come from that era. So I'm really a reflection of them, you know what I mean? But I can't just be out here rapping on old beats, you know? It's like, how do we redefine that? You know what I mean? How do we make it current for today? So that's just literally been my goal, is to basically bring back that nostalgic feeling just in today's form. So, you know, I'm from the Bay. I'm from yeah. Oakland. And I know, I always tell people, I'm from Oakland, that's why I'm so well-spoken. Exactly. You understand me? Exactly. It's a certain energy. It's, the, it's in him, when not only, man. Area, you understand me? You gotta do it a little different, and I feel like that's what I get in your music as well, because it's a lot of sucker shit that go yep, on. Yeah, But yep. your music is like anti-sucker. Yeah. And you call it out. Facts. You feel me? So, but at the same time, you be at your edge where it's like, yep. I'm not afraid to stand right here. Facts. You feel me? And I'm going to do it fearlessly. Facts. Where you get that from? Like I say, bro, my mama, you know what I'm saying? Like, my uncles, bro, like, I come from a family, bro, where it's like, I'm supposed to be in jail, right? I was born in jail. My mama had me in jail. Uh, my auntie went to jail. My uncle Ronnie did 10 years in jail. My uncle Speedy told on my uncle Ronnie to get out of jail. My favorite cousin went to jail. So it's like, technically, jail was supposed to be part of my story. 
but I always seen where they would go wrong growing up. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, you know what? I ain't about to sell dope. I might dabble with a little weed here and there to get some money. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't fucking with cocaine. I ain't I ain't on that. You know what I mean? I ain't finna just be spinning because somebody punched my little nigga in the face. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got to really do something to me to make me want to physically harm you. You know what I'm saying? So I just always put that in the music. You know, it's raw. It's uncut. It's how I feel. Most people are scared to say how they feel. It's just... How you gonna help somebody get through life if you can't communicate what you going through, you know? I feel like uh, it's a thin line between like, the type of music that you make is so is so nostalgic to me because it's like, Nas my favorite rapper of all time, right? Shout out to Nas. And Nas always, he was always like a positive vibe, but he was never a positive rapper. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. still a street dude, but he could always get a message of positivity. Where it's like some of the like more they put you in a box as a positive rapper, yeah. it's hard to ever get out that box. You, I kind of look at like that, like yeah. like it was written, like you know what I'm saying. When I yeah. I listen to your music, and it's like Big Pharma do so more yeah. dope than Big Meech, like you know what I'm yeah. saying. It's, it's yeah. messages. It's a fact though. But but it's vibes, like you know what I'm saying. It's vibes. You got the Cartier frames on. It's it's not ultra preachy. Nah, I'm, you do that I'm, on purpose or? I'm front like bro just said. We front the bay, bro. You know what I'm saying? We from the Panthers. You know what I'm saying? We 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 gonna have some information, but at the same time, this shit in us, it ain't on us. It's it's ism, bro. I grew up knocking women, playing ball. You know, I was that nigga in school. I didn't get hot in music and became cool. I was always cool. You know what I'm saying? Before I was doing music. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that has to be shown in the music. And and that's no offense to you know, the spiritual rappers or the conscious rappers, because we need them too. But at the same time, bro, it's a lack of cool niggas, you know what I mean, in the industry. And we all just can't be on this gangster shit and just shooting everybody. It's just like, bro, come on, we all ain't killing everybody, bro. There's more good going on in the ghetto than bad. It's just the bad is more publicized. You know what I'm saying? I'm just here to speak on the good and call out the sucker shit like bro said. Yeah, so, so that, that, that moment... That LA leak is freestyle. I feel like that's when the world was put on notice. For sure. That for sure. what was coming. For sure. What was the mo how did that moment feel to you? Like you've been working at this, yeah. right? And you got this moment to shine and it exploded. What was that moment that what did it feel like to you at that time? About damn time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've been out here, bro. Bro, I didn't been look at my big bro. It's my big bro right there. Oh, hurricane. Yeah. Oh, Bay Area. So, Bay. you know, Bay Area be having a, a black cloud on it. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. It's a lot of talent in the Bay, but it don't really get shown to break out. Facts. What you think? Because, but now I'm seeing, you know, individuals such as yourself, LaRussell, and I feel like the internet allows you to navigate that black cloud. For sure. You feel For me? For sure. When you was in and coming out of the game, number one, who did you look up to in the Bay Area? And did you feel like being a Bay Area rapper, you was going to have that cloud and not be able to expand more? For sure, that was the reason I moved out. Um, like I grew up on Short 40, Max Dre, Keek the Sneak, Turf Talk, you know what I mean? Like I grew up listening to Bay music, but my mom, my mom very business-minded. So my mom was in the real estate early. So she had homes in um, Texas, Vegas, Atlantic City, and I would always move around as a kid and notice Bay music wasn't being played in these places. And then when I would play it, people wouldn't get it. You know what I mean? The tempo might be too fast or whatever it may be. So when I started doing music, I was like, damn, I want to be the person that keep that Bay authenticity in my content 
but still make the, the sound of it universal enough to where the world could get it. And I feel like in the Bay, the reason we got that black cloud is because we got a limited amount of black people in California. You feel me? So when you go in the South, you got black restaurant owners, black hookah spot owners, uh, black car washes, which gives black music more platforms. Right over here, we, we got very minimal of that. So I feel like a lot of artists feel like it's a certain amount of seats at success. Or when somebody else win, it like it, they took your spot. When it's like, nah, we all could win. We just got to ask questions and communicate with each other to figure out a way to help each other get to the goal. Yeah, I rock with that. So your mom was in real estate. Yeah. Are you, you, in real, you invest in real estate? I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm getting into it. My mom been on me about it for years. I just been so psycho with this rap just driven just tunnel vision you know what i mean i ain't want to do nothing else but now that you know my finances is, is growing and i'm getting a lot better my mom put me in position to do a lot of shit i'm actually trying to get a duplex right now you feel me so that's definitely something i want to get into and after my rap career i want to be an architect you know what i mean so i want to design homes and buildings and kitchens and all kind of things that's what it's about that's yeah. what it's about so obviously the freestyle goes crazy the goat singles out going yeah. crazy. Shout out to shout out to that. We all goats. Yeah. How have the business opportunities been coming to you? Like, how do people approach you? What's your status? You're independent. Where we? What's going? Coming yeah. So I'm on a major. I'm signed to Atlantic, but I move like I'm independent. You know what I mean? Uh, we actually getting ready to start my label. I don't like calling it a label, but that's how most people could understand what it is. But we getting ready to start our company, and it's called Majority Rules. And the whole idea of it is to be a brochure for artists, right? So when artists get this money, when they first get signed, don't nobody tell you what to do with it, right? You just get the money, and it's like, I ain't never had it. So I'm finna go get all the clothes I wanted. I'm finna go knock the bitch I couldn't get two months ago. I'm finna go get the crib. I'm finna go eat where I couldn't eat, right? And then you look back three months down the line, and you broke. And then you looking at the label like, what y'all doing? Y'all supposed to be helping me get money. When it's like, in all actuality, nigga, you were supposed to take that money and go get an independent publicist. You feel me? Go get a cameraman. Go get a strategic. Go get a digital team. So we want to be the people that sign digital teams, sign creative people, sign producers and songwriters. So when artists get that money, they can come to us and we can break it down. OK, bro, this is this a producer you could work with. This somebody that can help you creatively and they'll have an infrastructure up under them and they ain't got to lose so much money in the process of doing that. Now, I think I think what you represent is very important. But like you said, it's like there's a lack of just regular people in the Facts. music business. Everybody's. Facts. A drug addict, everybody's a killer, but it's like the Facts. majority of people aren't like that. Facts. And when, when I hear you speak, you sound sober. Yeah. And that's something that is rare. <laughs> that's rare. I'm sauced up <laughs> on the tequila right now, by the way. Nah, <laughs> but but even when I say sober, I just don't mean from drugs. I yeah. mean your humility. Just yeah, you just sound like you got common sense. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that. Nah, thank because you. Because a lot of times we talk to artists and it's like Damn, bro, like, just speak to me like a regular person. Like, yeah, you know but but it's like some of them don't know how. You know what I mean? Like, some of these kids, bro, you got to think. You have a little tutu from Jacksonville, Florida, right? And he made a song in his closet with his homies about some issues they was having with some niggas from up the street. And some little suburban kid posted this on TikTok, and it went viral. And the world found out about it. And then labels start calling him. They flying him to L.A. They throwing him in these big studios. They putting him with the producers. He don't even know what to do. It's all new for him. He ain't never had to sit in front of a camera and talk to nobody. Like I said, I've been popular my whole life. 
So I had to argue with my teachers. You know what I'm saying? I had to fight with my basketball coach. Like, I'm used to talking to people. Some people in them environments, they're not used to talking or telling what's going on. So we can't blame them for that. We just have to educate them and, and, and help them navigate through that. But at the same time, niggas got to want to help. Man, you done been on a lot of platforms, man. Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. People don't like, it's, it's interesting because I, I feel like, kind of like myself, right? When somebody see me on the platform, it's like something that's not supposed to be there. It's an yep. enigma. Yeah. You feel me? And, and somehow you challenge that and navigate. Like, yep. I feel like we in an era where it's a it's a glitch in the matrix. You feel me? Facts. And it ain't even really a question. It's more so about, you know, maintaining that integrity that you got. Yep. You understand me? Just along that path, because I can just see the future of you growing yeah. and see the brand developing and, yeah. and people really rocking with that. And you creating a whole new archetype that people can follow as a blueprint. Yeah. You understand me? People love Nipsey because of what he represented. You feel me? And then you got that same representation. So half of, half of the shit I'm speaking on and how I was able to find out about this information was from Nipsey. I met Nipsey in 2012 at A3C Fest in Atlanta. And this one, the weed cookies had just came out, right? And we was the only niggas with cookies in the Bay. So we got some to the A, right? We was in the club, club compound smoking. And I feel somebody tap me. He like, hey, bro, y'all got some of that for sale? What y'all smoking? You feel me? I'm like, man, it's some new shit. I'm like, nigga, I'm a fan of you. I ain't going to sell you no weed, but we can smoke together. You feel me? We talked it up that night. He gave me his number. He said, man, whenever you in L.A., hit me. I lied to the nigga. I said, I live in L.A. I'll be there Monday. You feel me? He like, all right, hit me. I flew back to the Bay, got in my car, and drove to L.A. You feel me? I ain't have a hotel room, nothing. I just drove out there, and I got to the grapevine. I was like, bro, I'm in L.A. I just got back. Where you at? 20 minutes later, he sent me an address. He said, I'm at the studio. Pull up. I went to the studio. He had a studio downtown. Went to the studio, uh, and we had a conversation. He gave me this book, The 22 Immutable Laws of, of Branding, right? And that book taught me how to stop looking at myself as an individual and how to grow my identity as a business. You know what I mean? So everything that I'm speaking on, majority rules, um, the reason I stuck in that one lane of just rapping, it come from that book that Nip gave me. So rest in peace to the GOAT, man. That's a fact. So the album is on the way. Yes, sir. They always say you got your whole life to make your first album. Yes, sir. And three months to make your second. Yes, sir. Do you feel any pressure for this debut? Right? Because obviously we, we come we know Illmatic and we know the crowd. And we know these debuts, obviously, Get Rich or Die Trying. What, what's the emotion building up to this moment? Man, my thing, bro, is just really, it ain't even about, like, trying to go platinum or, like, impressing everybody. It's just more so finding where more of my fans are. You know what I mean? Knowing what they like to drink, knowing what they like to eat, knowing where they like to shop. That's really what I'm most excited about. So I don't really feel no pressure because I don't get into other people's expectations of what they feel I should be doing. You know what I mean? And I didn't done this for too long and I'm damn good at it. You know what I mean? So I know anything I drop, it ain't going to be whack. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel no pressure at all. I'm just really excited to get the music out more than anything. All right, we got, we got, we got a wrap, but it's I just one good. last thing I want to say. For sure. It's not even a question, it's a request. Okay. I've met all three of you now, and I'm glad that I met all three of you. You were actually how I thought you would be. Yeah. I would like to see this collaboration. Toby, Benny, and Simba. Easy call. 
Benny, okay. my brother. I just was with Benny last night. That, that, that'll be a I very, never met Toby, but I'm a big so, fan of super, his. Super yeah. cool dude, humble. Big yeah. fan of his. We'll put it together. Appreciate you, bro. We're going to make sure we link back up, too. <laughs> nah, for sure. I'm going to keep going. Bro. Keep I'm going. looking forward to it. Come on, bro. I like that switch. All right. We here with the lovely beer. Thank you for joining Steve. us. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Vobs, how you how you how you like the BT experience the weekend? This is your first time coming? Um, actually, yeah, this is my first real. This is actually my first real time coming. because my first time being nominated, so it's a different it's a different vibe. Yeah, what's that What's that feeling like when you heard the the news that something that you created is now being recognized from people that look like us, a platform that's built like uh, by us? Mm -hmm. What's that feeling like? Um, well, you know, you watch the BT Awards your whole life. And I've always been an artist that's like, when am I going to get on the BT Awards? When am I going to get on the BT Awards? And now it's just like, it's just surreal. It's like, it really happened. I'm like, it's crazy. God is great, man, for real. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you something a little different. I've been lately saying it's something called soft life, where it's like, because you got a very soft voice, but at the same time, it commands presence. You understand me? And the soft life is about like black and brown women not needing to be displayed like tough but they can be softening their feminine energy and like show joy and laughter. You feel me? What you feel about that? I love that you say that. Nobody ever says anything like that. And I'm glad because, you know, I grew up in an era where it was like the 90s, early 2000s. It was very like Aaliyah and, you know, it was just a different vibe. It was very like fly girls and, you know, just a different vibe. So I've always felt like as an artist, I just want to be myself. And whoever that translates with is who it translates with. And um, just not have to fit into a mold that people wanted me to fit into when I first started making music. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So how was it like working with Cole? What, how was it like working with J. Cole? Oh, Cole is amazing, man. Um, Cole's actually like my favorite artist to this day like just because of who he is as a person and like not only how talented he is and the way he pushes his pen like he make me every time i go in the booth now i'm like i gotta push my pen for real like j cole is watching me like, <laughs> <laughs> i can't let j cole down mm -hmm. now, that, that, that song is dope the video is dope the whole london vibe is dope what inspired that um it's crazy because we love london and um i think j cole actually spent some time in london too like extended period of time so when we, we 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 had a show out there so we were just gearing up to go to london and i was like all right i'm getting in my london bag and i just like to have fun when i'm in the studio and that's what that song was i wasn't even expecting jake Cole to get on it like to be honest i just wanted to play it for him what about crypto i seen you do the collaboration with the crypto i actually did like a little remix to it because i love that fact because i always say you know i say crypto in your purse not in your wallet right yes. that's how i teach it to women so what do you feel about the industry of women actually understanding this new age financial technology and stuff? Well, I, I just feel like as a woman, the more things you can put your money into, the better. Like if whether that be real estate, whether that be a makeup brand, whether that be a salon, crypto. Like for me, crypto was so scary at first because I'm like, I don't know much about stocks. But it's actually like a lot easier once you get your foot in and you just try it out. More people need to just like do a little bit of crypto and then take it a little bit and, and grow you really good with the crypto i know about you <laughs> I, you, you, you got some tips <laughs> anything i should anything i should invest in while i'm here what, what, what are you investing in um like random stuff but like stocks that um 
like people will tell me like, oh, you should invest in this. I might go get a couple of those. But really stuff that like I use in the long term. So like I have a lot of like long term stocks and like just stuff like that. I was about to say, we're not investing in Bottega? Um, actually, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. No, no. So they got to like pay me for pay me to that. invest okay, in them first. Then I got to be like. So, obviously, being a newer artist, what's it been like for you being accepted in this industry, right? Like, I, I, I feel like you came in with such a heat rock. It was like, who is this girl? We love her. What's it been like for you just over this past year? Well, most people know I'm not a newer artist. Like, I've been out for, like, 10 years. It's just I was, like, shelled. I had, a, like, a, a situation that wasn't right for me at the, for a while. So nobody really knew my music like that. People just knew me, you know. So now I'm at the point where people are, are able to attach the face with the music. And now they see, like, oh, it's a real person. Yeah, it's been a grind. So 10 years, yeah. they didn't know. And now they, what, what is that experience been like? Yo, finally, it, my it, time has arrived. It, it feels like hard work pays off and it really just feels like you can never stop the motion like it's always going to be up and down motion you just gotta find your motion how how is life for you these days i know like once you, you get up and running everything comes at you and so many people hitting you up it's hard to answer text messages like, are you enjoying that? Because I already know you're going through it, because we go through it. Yo, you see the question he just asked? That's a great question. You enjoying that, or you feel guilty about it? Like, That's I the hardest part for me, is like finding that balance of like, um, I'm so busy, uh, and I love being busy. Like, I would never not want to be as busy as I am now. But it's like finding sleep, finding eat, finding family, like those things are not being able to respond right away because it's like people think that I'm at the disposal of my phone and I do not have my phone nine times out of ten. So, you know, people take it's like everything gets people take it way more personal and they don't know like what it's like on this level. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. On everything. Absolutely. It was thank a pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure you. Thank you. Get into Q. Thank you for joining us, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah. Huh? I said thank you for joining us. Appreciate thank you. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just fun again. I ain't did something like this, you know, in a minute. You know, yeah. so even bringing the culture together to do, you know, the politics and the culture is different. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. fun. So, you, my, my, yeah. so we see you at a lot of different events. What's the what's the power of networking? A lot of times, people, artists, entertainers, entrepreneurs. They don't fully understand, like even this room right here, right? Going around, you probably might not even want to do this, but what's the power of networking, getting out there, making relationships, shaking hands, things of that nature? I think there's a simple beauty in collaboration, you know, um, however you can imagine that. Um, and I feel like everybody's passion is like a puzzle piece, you know, so everybody got to like somehow come together. We make the picture, you know, um, and you never know who you might meet on any given day, you know, and I feel like, you know, obviously bringing people together in one room, it's almost like a free-for-all, you know, so it's really about what you do with it, you know. Um, you got to be a people person. You can't be, you can't be shy, <laughs> you can't be quiet, you know, speak up, you know, speak, speak your truth, you know, speak your story, you know, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things you spoke about is passion. And so we've seen you with the music. Obviously, that's one of your passions. But I think people have underrated you in, in the acting field. That's one of the things that, you know, we, we, we've seen you in power. What did you discover the, power, the, the passion for acting? I think growing up, uh, being exposed to so much uh, at a young age, and that's just like traveling so many different places, being exposed to so many different cultures, like culture shocks, mm -hmm. um, you know, which 
ultimately allows you to grow at a young age early, you know, and you're able to really like become a chameleon, you know, and so on top of who I am and my personality, you know, my mom always, you know, they say, boy, you're a character, you know, like you say that every day for years, you know, eventually it, 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 it you become one, you know, but still you're you. And she was like, you know, they got a industry for that. But I would never really want to, you know, claim it up until obviously I was growing up and realized, oh, this is a space for me, actually. I thought you had to just be like picked, you know, and I, I know you can actually like put yourself forward and, you know, really do it, you know, back then when she was telling me. So it's just all about growing, you know. What about legacy, man? I, I feel like your family, as a family of brothers, each one of you all have your own individual presence. Mm -hmm. But collectively, y'all represent a legacy. You understand me? And I was just looking up something as far as like, you know, y'all do the dances and dancing is, is one of the most spiritual rituals known to man. And y'all like bring energy and joy at the same time in y'all representation. You understand me? Y'all bring people together. What do you feel like just as a collective and as individual, what y'all represent for the culture as a family of like black men putting out that energy? You know, family is everything. Not to sound cliche, but, you know, growing up, you realize that importance and you realize the unity in that and the power in that and where that could go. And then next thing you know, friends become family. And then next thing you know, you know what I mean? It's that effect and nothing beats that. And I feel like whatever we want to do and apply that factor, it's a no brainer. You know, it's almost like an instant success. You know what I mean? It's almost founded off love. You know what I mean? Unity, you know, but then, spread with love and unity as well you know and i feel like that's the real you know that's what brings us together i feel like you're very talented with the music acting do fashion how do you know what to focus your energy on because sometimes you can spread yourself too thin and be like all over the place so how do you personally know like this is what i'm doubling down on right now you know i'm big on timing you know and i feel like who i am as a person who are who we are as people we we go through different stages and where we want to get off what we feel like, you know, we want to put out, you know, into the world. And I feel like with me doing the acting, me doing the music, sometimes it is hard to juggle. I, I like to say it balances itself. Um, one doesn't really occupy the other. But then at the end of the day, I'm trying to bring it all together through my music. You're going to hear the fashion in the music. You're going to hear the characters I'm playing in my music. I may can't go directly to that place, but I can like perform it in a way where, you know, that character is, you know, th that person going through it right now. I'm over that, but I still want you to feel, feel that. I felt like I need to make a song about it, you know. So it is, you know, tough, you know, but then it balances itself out and that's rewarding. Everybody has their good days, bad days. You know, I feel like that's the time in which almost like how I juggle, you know, the things I like to put my heart into. For sure. It's funny when Keys you brought up legacy. So I wonder sometimes do you do you feel the pressure? Like obviously your siblings, obviously we know the family business, but do you feel pressure to continue a legacy, or are you more in that lane where you know what that is a legacy? I need to create my own stamp in this world. Is there pressure there? By default, I'm contributing to the legacy, you know, and I feel like that speaks volumes in itself. You know, I, I'm not running away from the legacy, so therefore it's only adding to it. And I feel like the extension of my brother and my sisters even, you know, they're going to go into a whole different industry that we all ain't never seen. But 
it's not going to be a separate legacy. That's going to be an extension that's going to just continue the legacy overall. So I think that's the beautiful thing about the family, like you said, the unity and all, and how we're really pushing the culture and, and putting that first, you know? What about, I seen what, what Snoop doing with his son and everything in the Web3 space and the NFTs and everything. Do y'all have any projects y'all working on, you understand me, in that space to push things forward? We definitely been having all type of Zooms yeah. and whatnot the knowledge behind it all, you know, especially with my pops, you know, he really wants to know it, you know, so it's a constant learning experience, I think, for him and all of us, because uh, he comes up with questions sometimes, might stump us, and we got to go back and, you know, uh, find two, three different, you know, uh, variations of the answer so he can really understand it, so it's just not one-sided. And I respect him because he's made me, like, step my game up and then learn about the space, too, because, you know, it's very, very, very interesting. But until you can really grasp it, you know, that's when he really wants to then step foot in. But we're definitely, definitely. He done copped a couple, you know, he done copped the Abe, he done copped the Punk, you know. He, so he's, he's slow but sure in the space. And, you know, we all are, like I said, about to become active. Yeah. Yeah. Before before we wrap, I just want to ask you, what's your plans going forward? What's on your five-year, ten-year vision board? Well, you know, with the space of TV, film, and music, um, I feel like that's a timeless industry that I want to just explore from A to Z. Um, I haven't even activated anything in my artistry, shows, uh, touring, you know, so that's on the lighter end of things. Um, but I want to travel more, you know, and really, you know, step outside the box of you know what i've done i feel like the pandemic taught me a lot and there's a lot to be done and it was a learning experience you know for me and a lot of people but i think this next five years is probably going to be the most exciting five years of my life you know especially you know i'm 30 third level you know so it's almost like a real reset so that Road to 35 is about to be a crazy one. Yo, it's the coach's biggest night. Who are you most excited to see? Man. I'm excited to see because my pops has not let us come to rehearsals. And so I'm excited to see what Get all my bag. pops Stay got. Bag. <laughs> you know, because he's in on some and he's not in on some. So, yeah. it's all, But we ain't in on none, so... <laughs> Let me ask the last question, because your pops is interesting. He stays connected to what's going on. And I think I seen him one time. He It was somebody that was popping. He was like, well, I don't know about them. You understand me? What's that process like of making sure, like, do y'all bring people to him? His attention to make sure, like, yo, you got to stay interconnected so you don't lose grip of this. Absolutely. Um, I like to say I bought him Drake before Jay Prince <laughs> bought Drake Dwayne. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't get it. Um, but uh, beyond that, it's it's all about timing, you know, because sometimes he could be having a a great day and you show him something and he like it and it could be a bad day. You show him something great and he just not be in the mood for it, but it'd be something just as great as you need to hear. So I think we're just consistent on what we're passionate about, um, you know, putting in front of him. We know we ain't about to bring him no BS or he knows we ain't about to bring him no BS. So he tries to take that into consideration first, like. This ain't like, oh, listen to my mixtape, listen to my mixtape. It ain't one of those. It's like, look, it's a reason I'm bringing this to you, Pops. And I feel like he respects that. So we always on him. You know what I mean? He, he on us, too. You know what I mean? He be, he be putting us on like, yo, you know this person? And we be like, wow, he beat us. He, 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 he found him first. Yeah.
Yeah, no, that's what's up. Cause yeah. I, I work with my pops. Mm-hmm. Like we do video content together, and the people love it. And just that demonstration of like a son being able to work with their father, it's like legacy in the present. Yeah, you understand me? Not like let's remember what happened. But like, I think that's probably one of the most powerful demonstrations y'all have as a family. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. And we gonna promise to continue to keep that going. Most definitely. That's what it's about. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for the time. Yes, sir. We've, we've met a few times in passing. Yep. And uh, one thing I'll say, your humility is definitely infectious. Mm. You you just kind of get a vibe for a person. That's a fact. And every time that I met you, you've just been super humble, super down to earth, super relatable. And um, that's something that, you know, we appreciate. So I appreciate y'all, yeah, yeah. for sure. We're going to have many more run-ins, too. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. Once again, respect y'all. Taraji P. Henson, yes. thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So an icon in the game, a true legend. How have you been able to navigate Hollywood and stay relevant for almost, what, 20 years now? I know, I it's, I know it's difficult. Uh, a little right? over 20 years. I haven't um, gotten rid of my, my real ones. I still have them. I have an incredible family that keeps me grounded. And I just understand what this is about. Like this art is bigger than me. It has, like God gave this gift to me to share with the world and change and touch lives. And that's what it's about. So for me, it's not really about the vanity. I mean, I like to be cute and stuff like that because I'm a girly girl. But at the end of the day, I understand my purpose and I know why I'm doing what I do. Yeah, so let's talk about why we're all here. <laughs> BT Awards. To celebrate us. Good, to celebrate us. And they got the right person hosting. I think so. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I, this is not your first time hosting an event. Mm-mm. What, what can we expect from, from the show this weekend? I think y'all gonna love this year's theme. So last year we focused on the queens, but you know, we ain't nothing without y'all. So this, this, uh, yeah, because I noticed like a lot of times we like to make little jokes and stuff about the men. And I'm like, we can't do that. We, you know, they get beat up on enough in the world, right? So what we gonna do here is celebrate y'all. We're celebrating you, lifting you up. Those that came before, those are here now, and just making Abby sending you away with some hope. Cause this world looking for another country to move. <laughs> I feel like that's perfect, cause I feel like that's the balance. Like I was talking with Bia about this earlier. Some young black women put me on called Soft Life, where women representing themselves softer instead mm-hmm. of. The images of women having to be hard and tough and it's like no you deserve to just laugh and be in your joy and i feel like by lifting up men they stand in that position so that women can be soft as they want to you understand me what you feel about that because i feel like that goes into what you do with mental health well you know we are all carrying generational trauma that has been passed down to us that we don't we're not even aware of and until we get the help and the healing that we need we will be operating dysfunctionally until we pinpoint our past traumas. And a lot of that stuff, we don't even understand because it's just, like I said, it's been handed down. Like I wondered one day, I'm really claustrophobic. I don't like being in tight spaces. This is before COVID. Now I really don't. Like I'm crazy and I'm like, ah, get me out of here. But um, I'm very claustrophobic. And I remember I had to play a, sl- a runaway slave. You ain't a star unless you played one. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I remember they had to put me in this little compartment under a wagon, a horse wagon, and I just remember my body convulsing. That's nothing that I, that's not speaking on anything that I've experienced in my lifetime. That was clearly generational trauma from slavery. Because what space have I been in to provoke that kind of feeling, you know? So my point is, is that in things like, things that black people have, and this is what makes us so beautiful, because you can oppress us, you can kill our sons you can do take our children from us take our husbands from us guess what we gonna always tap into joy we gonna find it 
and that's that's who we are and i love that about us and, and it's unfortunate that we are oppressed but that's the reason why we are because nobody can tap into this joy like we we have it's in us no matter what you try to do to us we gonna make you feel better that's a gift that we have you know and i think the enemy is mad <laughs> let me ask you this we at the bt awards weekend yes. you're hosting how is it how important is it for us to support bt awards black awards as opposed to boycotting complaining about other awards and always saying that we're left out we're not recognized like instead of focusing that energy there how important is it to focus our energy here it's very important to focus our energy on us because we all we have but at the end of the day we all we need like that's why i did my deal with bet i'm not i'm sick of begging and, and can you please this story they need when i brought my first story queenie the godmother of harlem that nobody knows about but you know about frank gaston you know i'm not frank lucas lucas and you know about um Bumpy Johnson, yeah. but you don't know they came from her yeah. <laughs> and she didn't even sell drugs. So when I took this story to BET, I shopped it all over town. Nobody wanted it. And I'm like, that's because they don't really want our stories. Mm. You know, they really don't. If the money's not, if they don't see numbers, they don't see how it can make them a profit. They don't care. And for me, I don't really care about the numbers or the money. I care about the story because some little black girl, some little brown boy needs to see themselves, you know, and needs to know this story. We need to know our history. They're already taking it out of school. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I signed with BT because I'm sick and tired of begging and we don't need to beg. Look at where we are. We have all the about why are we still begging and worried about what? The Grammys and the Oscars and all of them, they never wanted us there anyway. <laughs> that, I mean, that's it. That, that's the freedom we're talking about. So at this point now, is that more of the focus, writing stories that are authentic to us as opposed to acting in stories that, you know, we're that's being hired to do? That's like a production company. That's, yeah, you, right? You, you do what you got to do to get where you need to be, and right. then you start making your own choice. You start being a boss. And so that's, you know, I'm at the position now where um, I create my own doors to open. I create my own scripts. Yeah. I create jobs for other people. So I hope that's what everybody's paying attention. <laughs> yeah, well, they're they, they going to watch you do it. I hope and so. And so it becomes an inspiration. Yeah, yeah I yeah. hope so. Oh, was that, the last one was yours. It wasn't a question. Just wanted to give you your flowers because I love what you're doing and everything. You show mm -hmm. your exercise. You show your mental health journey, you show your joy, you show the ups and downs of the pain. I think you showcase like a real person. Oh yeah. You understand me? It's not one side. And I think that people need to see that. Absolutely. You understand me? And so not like, that's what I'm saying. It's not a strong black woman, it's a soft black woman. Mm -hmm. You understand me? And then that softness is your power. So I appreciate you. Thank you. And I'm not afraid to be vulnerable because that's where the strength is. Yeah. No one I'm weak is when I'm really being strong. Huh? I said, no, when I'm weak is when I'm really being strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you're not afraid to identify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I need you to write me in a movie. <laughs> my character ain't never been in a movie. You feel me? I ain't never seen it. Like, <laughs> I got to shoot my shots. You feel me? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.